Welcome to our Rock City Church podcast. We are so excited to have you join us. Our desire is that you would listen with expectancy for what God wants to do in your life. We pray that you would encounter the mighty love of the Father and that you would be fired up for the more that He has for you. Let's start off by reading Luke chapter 5, verse 17. We're continuing on in our Greater Works series. This is part three. Last week, we had Christafari here for Mother's Day, Christian reggae. We danced, we jammed, we had fun. Today, we continue on with our Greater Works series out of John chapter 14, verse 11 and 12, which talks about the works that Jesus did, we would do, and even greater works would we do so that the Father would be glorified in heaven. All right? And so greater works. If you call yourself a Christian, you should do be doing what Jesus did. But the devil wants you beat down, broke, busted, disgusted, and the devil wants you constantly focused on your problems. Right. It's constant. Right. Issues. Yes. Isn't it, doesn't it seem like sometimes it's all the time you're being plagued about struggles, problems, and frustrations. I don't feel good. My mind's not straight. I got struggles and this person and that person and why this and how come that? And especially if you start looking at what's happening in politics. You need the mind of Christ. And you have to understand that the devil's an accuser who accuses you how often? If I can get you to remember there's a liar that's always lying, but there's a truth teller that's always telling the truth. His name's Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And he's way greater. There's no yin-yang theology here. Okay, you know the yin, it's not darkness and light, it's not equal. Light crushes darkness. Light crushes darkness, okay? And so my heart is that you would understand who you are and walk in the authority God's put in you. So first we, the first day we talked about how God wants to heal. And it's in the Bible. Then we talked about the authority of the believer. If I can get you to see the authority inside of you, whoo, I'm not kidding. So many of us are walking around like little puppies with tails between our legs when really God sees you as a lion. And if you can start to walk confidently and believe what the Bible says and who you are, things will shift and change. We walk by faith and not by faith. That's right. The just live by. So faith is, is a foundational truth that puts you in a position to believe. Now, my job is to get you to walk by faith and to keep it simple like a child. Because we overthink things, don't we? We let all these theological things get in the way. And the truth is, is the minute you think you have it all figured out when it comes to healing theologically, God does it some way different. It's like, oh, your faith wasn't good enough. Well, Jesus healed people with no faith. Oh, it's, it, it's a sin issue. Well, Jesus healed people that didn't sin from their childhood, meaning they were blind, but it wasn't because their parents sinned or they sinned. It was done because God would show the healing of God and what he could do. There's so many stories. There's, there's gratitude issues. Well, there were people that were gratitude and thankful and people that weren't thankful, and he still healed them both, the 10 lepers. There was times where Jesus, which we'll talk about today, dealt with forgiveness and then healed. But then there were other times where Jesus just healed somebody. And then he said, now go show yourself to the priest, the leper, a few weeks ago. He's like, are, he's like, are you willing? Yeah, I'm willing. Are you willing? Yeah, I'm willing. Okay, you're healed. Pick up and go. There was no inner healing session, deliverance session. Tell me about your childhood. But sometimes there is that too. That's the point I'm trying to make. 
Stop getting stuck in these narrow-minded, staunch, dogmatic ways. If you're gonna be dogmatic, be dogmatic about this. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. He died on the cross. He shed his blood so you could be free and not condemned. And he set you free. And forgiveness is way more powerful than even physical healing because first we've got to deal with your heart. Sometimes God deals with the physical, then the heart. But at the end of the day, they should both go hand in hand. I don't care if he did you physically and then your heart or your heart and then physically. At the end of the day, he wants you to know his perfect love and do something with what he's done in you. It's just that simple. So we're going to look at an incredible story from Luke chapter 5 about the paralytic. And this is an awesome story. I'm gonna break down some simple truths and then we're gonna pray for you guys. If you need healing today, even if you're watching online, we'll pray right through that video camera and believe that God's gonna touch you and that God's gonna heal you. If you're sitting here today, I don't care if it's mental, physical, spiritual, whatever it is, we're gonna believe for you. I just need you to have faith like a child. Faith the size of a mustard seed. The smallest of seeds can grow to the biggest of plants. And you know what? If you're sitting here and watching, you've got faith at the size of a mustard seed. Somehow you walked in here, whether you're hurting, broken, distant, far, angry, atheist, Satanist, if you're sitting in here, I believe that God can touch your life and transform you. And sometimes, what's great about this story as we read it, sometimes you don't have the faith, so you need some good friends in your life. Your friendships are so important. You know, I remember after I gave my life to the Lord and I had, I, all my friends were deadheads. All of us sold pot and sold, and sold drugs. All of us partied together all the time. It was the only friends I had. I was the first and only one to give my life to the Lord and come out of this whole group of people. When I went back to see my friends, I was very young in the Lord. And as soon as we hung out, man, they, they rolled up a big spliff of kind bud. That's how I knew it then. I don't know what you call it now, okay? And they're like, it's getting high. And they're like, here, pastor. Well, I wasn't a pastor then. They're like, <laughs> no, I was becoming one. I was becoming one. They're like, here, here, man, get high. I said, bro, I'm, I can't do that anymore. I had a conviction. I knew it wasn't me anymore. And he goes, but there's forgiveness <laughs> while they're puffing out pot. And that's the mindset. It's you're going to be forgiven. Go for it. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. I mean, I, I didn't know a lot then, but I somehow connected the dots. That's not how it works. Right? Now we've all done that knowing that we'd be forgiven, but that's called presumptuous sin. And even David said in Psalm 119, forgive me a presumptuous sin. It's this mindset that I already know God's going to forgive me, so I'm going to do it anyway. But that is an assault on the cross. That's an assault on the blood of Jesus and the purpose of it. Now, the great news is, is God still forgave, didn't he? Right? But eventually, you have to come to the spot of saying, I'm not going to test God that way. And I'm just going to be obedient up front. And my friend had it wrong. He, and even though, yeah, maybe God will forgive, but it doesn't give you a license. Forgiveness doesn't give you the license to keep living the same way. Ta-da! Please, Rock City, get this. Please. Let me live a long life. Get this. Because it keeps me up at night. It really does. We're a high revelatory church, but I want a high righteous church. 
They go hand in hand together, right? So sometimes you need the right friends. And for me, I had to make a clean cut. Everybody say a clean cut. Now, guess what? They won't influence me now. So I can now actually go back to them and even hang out with them. And I'm the one influencing them. But then Jesus even said, be guarded and take somebody with you. (laughs) Don't go alone. No matter how strong you think you are, get somebody with you. Two by two, he sent them out. All right? And so it comes down to who's influencing who. And sometimes you need a whole long season. Isn't that right? You got to get out. You got to make a jailbreak. You got to make a jailbreak. You got to cut it off. Clubs, bars, old you. And and I hit this all the time. You got to be spirit led with your convictions, not religious legalism in the decisions and choices that you make. Because that's real freedom. The rest is religious bondage. So let's read the story. One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of the religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men suddenly, I like this part, it seemed that all of a sudden, where'd they all come from? You know where they all came from. They all came to catch Jesus in blasphemy so they could accuse him and kill him. That's what was really happening. If they did it to him, they'll do it to you. They do it here. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's, I want you to see this, the Lord's healing power is strong with Jesus. Let's talk about that for just a moment. Why was the healing power of God with Jesus? Yes, of course he was God, but he was also man. And he even uses the term, the son of man. Because you have to understand the authority that you get when you get Jesus. It's him inside of you. It's him doing it in you. So can the presence of God be present, the power of God be present to heal anywhere and everywhere you go? Yes or no? Can he use little old you? Can he use you? If I can get you all to believe this, you'll stop looking at me and start looking at him. Now I can point you, I can be your friend. I can be the faith guy that busts the roof, roof open. Leroy, he's the guy you want to bust the roof open. I mean, he will rip this, that thing off like it's nobody's business. Squatting 800 pounds or whatever that is. I mean, it's just like a machine. 460. 460, that's a, just a little old 460. And so <clears throat> what I want you to see and understand, and I hit this hard, is if I can get you to start believing who you are, especially in the face of your enemies. Because who was there? The Pharisees trying to trick him and catch him. The presence of God was there to heal who? You know what David said about that? Oof, man, I got an anointing telling you this. Psalm 23. He prepares the table in the presence of my enemies and my cup. Why would my cup run over? See, we think, we think it's, look at me. Y'all with your little old empty cups, look at my cup, hey. Oh, I got it going on and you don't. That's not what it means. But isn't that how religious thinking thinks, right? We live in this constant world of comparison. 
I'm not as good as they are. Oh, man, they're so much more spiritual than me. Or we get into self-righteous religious thinking that I'm so much better than you. And then we look down on other people. Doesn't work like that. God says, the only reason why I could prepare a table for you, think the table in front of your enemies is because you have something to give them. I'm gonna teach you today on forgiveness. You're not responsible for what the other person does. You're just responsible to forgive them and say the truth. You may blow up at me, cuss me out, be angry, reject me and hurt me. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that you do what God tells you to do. All that matters is that you release them in your heart when it comes to forgiveness. You're not responsible for them to receive it from God. You're responsible to tell them they can. This is good news. I get to be set free from you. And now I get to help you be set free from me and from him. That's the beauty of forgiveness. It works on all, it's all around. It's overflowing forgiveness. It doesn't matter what the other person says or does. It doesn't matter how they reject you. It doesn't matter how much they hurt you. It doesn't matter what they say to you. All that matters is that you do your part because when you do, you let God do his part. And you know what God's part is? He says, here's what I want you to do. They're treating you bad? Repay nobody evil for evil. Oh, they slandered you? Pray for them. Oh, they're, buy them lunch. And by so doing, you heap burning coals. Let God do what God does best. You love with perfect love. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Woo, yeah. Some of y'all are so hurt and bitter about your childhood and your past and what somebody else did to you. Forgive them for they know not what they do. It'll set you free and them free. You hold people captive when you're bitter. The root of bitterness defiles many, the Bible says. Let's say this together. Say bad root. Bad fruit. 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 And you know who's the root cutter? It isn't you. You're not the root cutter. Let's say that. I'm not the root cutter. You know who's got the ax in his hand? John chapter three. The ax is laid at the root. He's ready to cut. Let's get some Holy Spirit fire going on in their lives. And bam, we're going to chop that root right out of your life. You just need the Holy Spirit to do it. The problem is we keep looking for man to do it. And sometimes I just need to show it to you. But you got to say, Jesus, cut that root. Whenever I lead somebody through inner healing and deliverance, I always have them repeat after me. They confess it. If I can get you to confess and self-realize the truth, you'll be free. When you know the truth, you still know the truth. If you're spun out, angry, depressed, mad, bitter, you don't know the truth. It's just that simple. You just check your heart. If Jesus, if God did it in his son, he can do it in you. Got that? I just need to get you in position. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat, and they tried to take him inside to Jesus. But they couldn't reach him because of the crowd, so they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. 
seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. When he saw their faith. Sometimes you need the faith of a friend. I can look at many of you when I preach and I see hurt, pain, darkness, destruction, divorce, anger, bitterness. You know what that does in me? This faith thing rises up because I love you and I don't want you to stay that way. Neither does Jesus. And so what I did about it many, 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 many years ago, really nine years ago, was we started a church, a house, a family, and a place. There's massive amounts of space up here that could be filled with chairs. You know why there's no chairs there? Because this is like the pool of Bethesda. And sometimes you just need somebody to come and pick you up and say, come on, let me help you into the... The water is stirred up here. And, and now you just need somebody just like, man, I'm dragging myself to the altar. I got no faith. I wanted to kill myself last night. I wanted to quit. I wanted to give up. And I just drug myself in. But you know what? The minute Marlene or Jeremy or Leroy or Luis or Mariah laid hands on me or Christina and I just pick out all, the minute somebody touched me, something happened. You know why? Because God's a space invader. But some of y'all are like, nobody's getting in my space. It's like, oh yeah, just get around me and get right up in your space. I don't even ask you if I can lay hands on you. Something's like, come here. Because <laughs> we get so prideful. But God wants us unified. So he brings us close together, doesn't he? I mean, if you're going to get a physical, your space is getting invaded. I have this doctor, he's old school, and he really invades my space when I get physicals, right? Am I right? If you're getting a real physical, man, it is every nook and cranny. And I'm like, just lay it on me, doc. Just, just check it out. Make sure there's nothing there that shouldn't be, and that's the way it is in the kingdom. The, he, the, the healthy does not need a doctor. Here's how this works. Once you get healthy, you start helping the sick. If you're healthy, then you should be helping somebody else. If you're sick, you should be getting help. It's just that simple. People say, well, I feel like, you know, the leaders and the pastors are always helping the bad, broken people. But what about me? Anybody ever feel that way? Come on. And the truth is, is this is a good thing. Because if you're healthy... Actually, if you're thinking that, maybe something's going on that you need some help with. That's probably what I'd say. So reach out. Be like the woman with the issue of blood. When Jesus and everybody's passing by, started crying out. They're like, keep pushing her away. So she got down her knees and came up under and grabbed onto the, the hem of Jesus's garment and didn't care what everybody else had to say. At some point, you don't care what anybody else has to say. You need healing so desperately. Your whole life, you've had issues and Nobody could heal you. So you get desperate to do whatever it takes. And I understand there's people that say, get back. The, the, they try to do that when Jesus was bringing, when people were bringing their little kids to Jesus just to lay hands on them. It's in the Bible. We just want our little son and little daughter to, for Jesus to lay hands on them. That's in the Bible. But all his disciples were all staunch and religious, like keep the children back. He's busy. 
So Jesus said, oh, this is a great teaching opportunity. You need to be converted. Let's say I need to be converted. But it's not like you think. It's converted to become and think like a child. That's why when it comes to healing, keep it simple. I got faith, let's roll. I don't know. You know what? I don't have faith right now. Let's roll. You know what? I'm angry. Let's roll. I don't know what I did. Let's roll. You just got to roll to Jesus and roll away that stone on your heart. Just get it off. Here I am. You know, when Saul, King Saul went to kill David, found David hiding out with a bunch of prophets prophesying. When he showed up and all the prophets were prophesying, you know what he did? He ripped his clothes off and got naked, started prophesying himself and laid down on the ground all night long, naked, the king. Because when you get in God's presence and you know you're safe, you'll, do, you'll take off whatever. Now, I don't want any of y'all taking your clothes off in here. That's not what I'm talking about. Do not take your clothes off. This is a spiritual understanding of take off what's covering you and what you're hiding behind. We all have history. We all have past. We all have mistakes. Let's take it off. When you know you're safe, you'll do whatever it takes. This is the culture of Rock City. This is why the most hurting and the most broken and the most angry and the most lost, this is why people should be able to come here, right? So now you get your heart healthy so that you can start helping these people. All right, let's go back to the scripture. The Pharisees and teachers of the religious law said to themselves, who does he think he is? Wait, did we miss it? Go back one. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. Now, let me say this to you. We don't know anything about this man's sin. Did you know that? In fact, we don't even know how bad of a sinner he was. We don't even know for sure that the sin caused him to be paralyzed. We assume that, but you don't know that. What we do know is that Jesus chose to forgive his heart so that he could be healed physically. That's all we know. The problem is when you start trying to figure out everybody's reason and sin, and you start trying to dig up all the reasons why, instead of just saying, look, forgiveness is most important more than anything. What's more important, physical healing or spiritual healing? Now, sometimes God does it one way or the other. He chooses as he wills by the Holy Spirit. Y'all have heard me tell the story of me casting the demon out of the stripper girl. I was thinking the other night that I've had an anointing to heal stripper girls for a long time. Seriously, there's a bunch of ex-strippers that come here. I just, God just did it. And it wasn't because I was a, going to all the stripper bar, strip clubs. I'm just telling you, I've told the story, I'm not going to tell it again. But after I'd cast out all the demons out of the stripper girl, she sat up, she goes, where's the cigarette? I need a cigarette. And I was like, you need Jesus. Forget the cigarette. I just spent an hour casting these demons out of you. You need Jesus. She covers up her ears and she goes, I don't want to hear about God. Stop, stop, stop. Give me a cigarette. Don't tell me anything about God. You know what the... What, the Bible says about casting demons out of people who, doesn't, who don't fill their house. And that was one of those deals. So now you know what I do? If a demon manifests, I bind it up and I have a conversation with the person. Are you ready to forsake all? Do you know if when you get married, it's forsake all? 
It's covenant. When you come to Jesus, it's forsake all. Forsake all means forsake all. Really, I should have never busted those demons out, but it does go to show you the authority that you have in Christ. It just took an hour long and put the girl through a lot of pain, banging her head against the ground, waking up in, ang in anguish and pain. But it was my first time. I was learning. So now when people come, man, I'm possessed with a demon. I feel him crawling all over my back. I'm like, okay, do you want to forsake all? Do you want to know Jesus? I'm happy to deal with it. But if I deal with this thing and you go right back to living the way that you live and you don't stay full of the spirit, you're going to be worse than before. Right? It's been the Bible. And it's not a formula either. It's moment by moment, person by person, spirit led every time. There's not a formula to this stuff. And my friend, my dear friend, Pat, I was staying at his house in Houston. We got to talking, we were watching the show or something came on the TV, the Long Island Medium comes on the TV. He's like, what do you think about that? Oh, I'm so glad that you asked. I love talking about stuff like that. She's really gifted. She's, she's got a prophetic gift from God. She just tuned into the wrong channel. She's listening to a demonic network, not the Lord. And she's using her gift for money instead of for the kingdom. Really? Wow, I never knew about that. I'm like, yeah. I said, but you know about stuff like that when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Pray in tongues, prophesy, get, get the more that God has for you so you can have the mind of Christ on a greater, in a greater understanding. He thought about that all night long. Six o'clock in the morning, I had, uh, Cadence was a baby. We're staying in Houston. We get up, he goes, man, I've been thinking about that all night long. You think I could be baptized in the Holy Spirit? I'm like, yeah. He goes, uh, well, do I need to take a class? I'm like, no, he's grew up Catholic. I'm like, you don't have to take a class. Jesus does the baptizing, baptize you right now. Now I've done this enough to know that almost every time God does something unique and different with every person, right? And so many times when I go to pray for somebody, God reveals something he wants to deal with. It's like, I want to sweep some house first. I'm gonna do some house cleaning for a minute. But it's not that way every time, right? And so we go up to his trophy room. We start praying, big guy, my dear friend. And uh, we start praying. He starts weeping. And then he starts getting a little woozy. I'm like, man, this guy's going to fall and crush me like a pancake. I'm little old me, right? And, and I'm like, what's going on, Lord? This done, this, I'm thinking baptism, joy, fire. He's crying. And then the Lord says, I want to heal him. I said, okay, Lord. I said to my friend Pat, I said, I feel like the Lord wants to heal you right now. Sometimes I know what it is, sometimes I don't. So I asked him, I said, ask the Lord to show you. So he starts weeping some more. And he had a picture. He says, I, I know I need to forgive my dad. And then I said, okay, what do you need to forgive him for? He said, when I was a little boy, to punish me, he'd pull my pants down and set me on a burning stove. Whew. I'm like, whoa, man. So I said, well, let's let that go. Stuff like that will plague people's life, their entire life. And he says, I forgive my dad for that. And he starts weeping, crying. He starts getting woozy. I'm like, dude, you're about to fall out and I can't catch you. So let's just lay you down on the ground. We laid him down on the ground. A few minutes later, his hand starts contorting. And I already know that sign. Kind of starts going like this. I'm like, been there, done that. I said, okay, this is a demon. 
let's deal with this demon. We cast out a bunch of demons out of him. He took authority over him, even in that spot. See, that's another thing. Many times when somebody manifests a demon, they don't remember anything that happens. But in this case, he remembered everything that happened. That's my point. You start to get into these formulas. It's not a formula. It's the Holy Spirit. And he'll put you in places where you have no idea what to do. None. But you know God's true. And you know you, who you are. That's why you have to have the mind of Christ and be wind-driven and get out of the sinful lifestyle. It'll cloud you. And then you'll start to doubt and question. You can do it. I'll be your biggest cheerleader after Jesus. Think straight, sober-minded. God will put you in places you never would have thought in the craziest of situations. You're gonna go, this is that moment. Come out in Jesus' name. Or God, what do you wanna do? Or let me pray for you. God wants to forgive. I don't know what it is, but you got to be spiritually led and you got to get people around you that say, I know you don't have the faith, but I got the faith for you. Come on, I'm going to rip this tile off this roof. I'm going to get you in front of Jesus, whatever it takes. When you walk up here to the altar, what we're really doing as a ministry team is stepping, standing you in front of Jesus. But see, pride keeps you back. You're like, I'm not going to walk up there. Just ask Holly Schmidt from our, he was here last service. She's like, I didn't want to go up there. I thought, who knows what they do. When she took the step of faith, God touched her life and healed her. So let's keep reading. Wherever I was. Your sins are forgiven. We'll just breeze through this. But the Pharisees and teachers of the religious law said to themselves, who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. But guess what? Jesus was God in the form of man. So Jesus had complete authority to forgive sins. But to the Pharisees, in the Old Testament, only God could forgive sins. This is what would kill Jesus. This would lead him to being crucified. This right here, stuff like this. It's like, oh, you're blasphemy. You're putting yourself in a position to claim to be God. He's like, yeah, it's exactly what I'm doing. Now, for us as sons and daughters, Philippians 2 says, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of Man did not consider it, in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but humbled himself, became a bondservant to all, went to the cross, and made himself of no reputation. So you have access to all the benefits in God when you're born again. Everybody say, I have access. I have access. What's holding you back? You need me to put you on the prayer partner team? I think you should be. But you know what? You're a prayer partner with God everywhere that you go. Amen. Pray for the sick. Believe in who God is inside of you when you're born again. Let's keep going. Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he's asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? Now that is a riddle. That's a riddle. Let's just pause. What's easier? This is, I've thought about this so many times. I'll tell you what's easier. It's actually easier to say, take up your mat and walk than it is to say your sins are, it takes more authority and faith to forgive sin than to heal somebody. You know why? Because when you walk in the authority and faith to forgive somebody, you release their lives to be healed. First from you to them and them to God. That's why you got to let go of your, offensive, your offenses. When you don't forgive somebody, you hold them captive. And so 
the truth is, is that you're now ambassadors of Christ. Now, Jesus is the only one that has the final say to forgive somebody eternally. Why? Because of the cross and the blood of Jesus. Got that? But I have authority from Christ to release you from me if I'm angry or you've offended me, but to also tell you that the cross has already happened, forgiveness is available. Take it, take it. Don't live bitter, don't live angry, don't live upset, stop living in division. Let it go, be like Elsa and let it go. (laughs) Got that? So I'll prove to you, so, so, the, the forgiveness of, I'm sorry, the healing proved the forgiveness. The healing proved the forgiveness in this case. But Jesus brought them both into context together. So you have to ask yourself, do I need healing? Do I need forgiveness? Am I bitter? Am I angry? Jesus healed the forgiveness first. He says, So I prove you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sin. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And immediately, as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat and went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder. You know what this word wonder is in the Bible, in the Greek? It's the exact word for ecstasy. Because God's ecstatic thing will flip your lid and blow your mind and bring amazement and wonder way better than a pill ever will. God has an ecstasy for you. (sighs) Wonder and amazement when God does something supernatural. And awe, and they praise God, exclaiming, we have seen amazing things today. You know what this word, seen amazing things, means? It's the word paradox. You know what a paradox is? You totally blew my mind. I was not expecting that. This is contrary but I wanna say this to you. If you are a Christian, you should never live with a paradoxical faith. Instead, live with a confident faith. I believe God, I believe his word, I believe what he said, and I believe he'll do it. And it's the heartbeat of the Lord for us. He cares so deeply for you. He does for all of us, for me too. And I need it for my life. And I know he can do it and I believe he will. And I don't know why sometimes it doesn't, but you know what I know? I'm never gonna stop going. I'm gonna always run to him. I have my whole life, my whole life. Just run to him and get people around you that love you, that don't wanna take from you, that don't wanna gain something from you, but wanna give everything to you. That's who you need. You need those kind of friends that give you the most important thing, which is life and Jesus. So, oh man, see all these people up here? This is a great group of people right here. This is awesome. They sacrifice time to be here, to pray and to believe. So if you need healing today, whatever it is, I don't care what it is, you know what? I'm trusting God and I'm going for it together with you. Angry, hurt, mental, physical, spiritual, whatever it is, you're going to be invited to come up and let somebody pray for you. Let's all stand.
If you need healing today, you're struggling, or you want to pray for somebody else, maybe you're that friend and they're not even here. That angry friend you have or that relative or that person that's a thorn in your side, whatever it is, your enemy. Maybe it's you. If that's you today, start making your way up here and let somebody stand with you. Come on up if you need prayer. Don't leave this place taking that together, taking it home on your own. Let somebody stand together with you. So Father, I thank you so much, God. Lord, please, God, have your way. God, have your way. And we believe your way is always to heal, Lord. And so we stand on your word. We stand on your promise, no matter what the odds and the circumstances say. God, have your way. Heal our hearts, Lord. Touch our minds, our families, our situations, God. Everything, Lord. We give it all to you, God, everything. We give it all to you, Lord. So thank you, God, for your healing power through us, through little old us, God. Touch us, use us mightily. And heal everyone that comes up for prayer today and be with us all as we go in every situation, circumstance we face, God. We love you so much. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please subscribe and share it with your friends. And if you want to partner with us in what God is doing here at Rock City, you can give by visiting our website at rockcitycorpus.com slash give.